Hello there, and welcome to the Average Pundits podcast, your home for all things Premier League. And I might sound a bit chirpier, and this podcast might sound a bit chirpier because obviously, if you have, if you've been living under a rock, uh, you would not know that Liverpool have just won the Premier League. So. I am extremely happy right now, and so is my guest, first-time guest on the podcast, and also uh, a member of the Phantom Fleet YouTube channel, George. Uh, welcome. Hello. Thank you for that. Uh, very excited to be here. And I think even if you were living under a rock, you probably would have heard about Liverpool winning the league. It's it's quite big news, I'd say. Oh, it's huge news, especially, you know, since, you know, I mean... To, to give a bit of context to, to you know how me and George know each other, you know we sort of met yeah, met in in high school and like bonded over the fact that we both supported Liverpool. Mm-hmm. So this is like a huge big deal, especially with like being surrounded by countless Manchester United fans mm-hmm. and you know, Man City fans are like, haha, you haven't won the Premier League yet. So it's a it's a bittersweet moment, definitely. Before this podcast gets underway, I would just like to say uh, that Joe is unavailable to be on this podcast. I wish him all the best and we can't wait for him to return to the Average Pundits and I can't wait for my broadcast colleague to be by my side again. Now, let's get on with the show. So, um, to give a bit of context for uh, the people listening, uh, just give a bit of a gr- uh, background of what uh, your channel, Phantom Fleet, is is about so they can go and go and check it out as well. Um, well, I guess the best way to sum it up really is if you're a bit of a nerd, you'll probably like the stuff on there. <laughs> we talk about video games, sci-fi movies, like all that sort of stuff, all that good stuff. Uh, usually the informative or just like, like this, really, a bit of a casual discussion about stuff that we're interested in. So, like, recently we've covered the PlayStation 5 event that came out and just discussed all the games and sort of features that have come out. And, yeah, that's it, really. Uh, We we do a few longer videos, like 50 minutes to an hour, but then we've also got some shorter 5- to 10-minute videos if you just want to dip your feet in and see how you feel. But, yeah, so that's the best way to sum it up. Definitely, uh, definitely worth uh, the subscribe and, uh, and a check out for sure. The uh, link to Phantom Fleet will be in the description down below if you want to check that out. If you're on YouTube or if you're on Spotify, just go and search them up. It's pretty simple. So let's get into the, a bit of a discussion. So as I've mentioned, you know, we sort of bonded over the fact that we did support Liverpool amongst you know a, a multitude of other things. You know, we we also like basketball as well, and you know we have known each other for oh, is it coming up to like eight years now? Wow, longer than that. Because we started school in 2010, so... Oh, my. That is... Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. A decade of, mm-hmm. of, of, of dominance for, for for George and Reese here. But, mm-hmm. um, de- you know, definitely bonded over the fact that we did support Liverpool. And, I mean, around that time, we were going through a real dry patch. I mean, we had the signings yeah. of, like, Jay Spearing and John Joe Shelby to worry about and Stuart Downing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Ah... Uh, <sighs> The good old days <laughs> when we had Roy Hodgson uh, uh, at, at the helm, and it was it was a it was a real tough time for to, to be a Liverpool fan. I mean, hmm. to be fair, it sort of you know kind of resembles what Arsenal are going through right now as well. Yeah, I think every team that dominates goes through a sort of transitional period, like because for the first few years we didn't win the Premier League. 
it wasn't that we were bad. It was just always coming second. Just not quite as good as Manchester United, unfortunately. But yeah, then sort of towards the start of the 2010s and all that, we started going through a pretty terrible transformational period where we're just making terrible signings. And well, it was to do with the owners, really, wasn't it? But yeah, that that was definitely a tough time to be a Liverpool fan. <laughs> definitely, when like you know you start in high school and everyone's just talking football constantly, and you are sort of like, well, I'm I'm a bit lost here. We're surrounded by, as I said, United fans, and you know. I mean, you're never too far from a United fan, so they're always going to be about. And even if, like, they are a Blues fan or something like that, like, they would always t- make, you know, poke fun, even though they weren't really doing anything themselves. And yeah. as, a, as a Liverpool fan, you're being a, 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 being a fan of a, a big team. You sort of kind of, you know, take that upon yourself. and like, ah, oh, it's true. We haven't won anything in, in mm-hmm. ages. So it, it just does feel really good to to finally get that weight lifted off, even if it is, if even if it does come, you know, ten years after it really uh, really matters. I mean, looking on the bright side of things, at least living in the Midlands, we didn't own many Chelsea fans. Oh yes, <laughs> the decade the decade of dominance it was for for Chelsea in that period as well, and you know, obviously the infamous Gerard slip and and Denver Bar finish was absolute bane of the existence but mm. even worse than that you know we 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 got tortured for liverpool losing 3-2 to oldham in, in one of the cups at one point yeah that was horrendous but from from where we look at the liverpool team now is is it astounding to see you know what it was 10 years ago you know we were being managed by you know we thought roy hodgson was good because he got to the final of the europa league with a fulham side and we snatched at the chance of him Immediately after after Rafa left, so mm. to, to replace a a genius like Rafa with with Roy Hodgson, who is proving himself to be mid table mediocrity at the moment with Crystal Palace, and it just kind of shows that the mistakes that we made and how good of a decision it was to eventually bring in Klopp. But then we also, as you mentioned, with the Gerard slip scenario, uh, we almost did come second as well. So. That that 2014 season was was kind of heartbreaking as well, wasn't it? A hundred percent. But even more so than last season, I think, just because last season it was never really in our grasp. It was always we were just a couple of points behind City because we lost we lost and drew to them. But in 13 14, it was anybody's game really and just we didn't take that chance and yeah obviously felt terrible for Stevie and everything because it was his last chance really but yeah and then the following seasons you know we sort of <laughs> did, you know the, we, we kind of fell back a bit and it yeah. was the Brendan Rodgers the, the end of Brendan Rodgers' era and like entering Jurgen Klopp's era you know four, four and a half years ago Mm. Starting the rebuild of Liverpool and and bringing in some signings that you know may not necessarily have worked out, but then we we did bring in a lot of really really good players. Mm. Uh, who would you say is Jurgen Klopp's like top three signings of uh, of his tenure? Oh, this is testing <laughs> whether or not I can remember the players he saw. I mean. <sighs> It's got to be 
Alisson and Virgil van Dijk yes. are definitely the top two. I'd probably put van Dijk just ahead of Alisson, just because he's slightly more of a leader as well. Mm-hmm. But obviously, we've had trouble with our keepers in the past. The um, <laughs> less said about the 2017 Champions League final, the better. Mm-hmm. Although, sorry. I have seen a lot of Liverpool fans hating on Adrian, but he did us a solid at the start of the season because Alisson didn't play the first eight games, did he? Through injury. Oh, yeah, he went off. I think he was in the first game of the season. He went yeah, off injured. Yeah. Alisson was, you know, Adrian needs to step step up. And to be fair, he did. He, he was in a side that won the Super Cup. So yeah. you can't really knock him for, for trying his best. He came into the club knowing he was going to be a second keeper. And I have a lot of respect for those players that are not, that bothered being a substitute. And then third, I think it's difficult because there's a lot of players that I think there's still a lot we've got to see from because Robbo's great, but obviously he's still quite young. Fabinho has been our best midfielder when he's been fit. He's obviously been struggling recently, but he scored a rocket against uh, Palace the other day. Oh, so What a strike that was. He's definitely coming back. I think... It's a I hard decision. So Mane. Yes. I, I was thinking it, it's, it's got to be one of, the, one of the wingers that he signed. Yeah. But for, <laughs> to have him tear up us in the process of Stevie's la- like one of Stevie's last games... Mm. Jürgen to be like yes we need him in our squad I feel like he just typifies the heavy metal pressure defensive work that is synonymous with Klopp just a little just slightly better than Salah I think Salah's probably a better goal scorer but Mane is more of a Klopp signing if you know what I mean Oh yeah, definitely. You know, with, yeah. with with Salah, like the season after he scored all those goals, you know, in, in his first season, the season after, I found myself watching the games and feeling sort of uh, frustrated with him because he did look like he wanted to shoot more rather than than dish the ball out. Whereas Mane is, he is kind of a selfless player. Mm-hmm. He has taken a back seat when Salah did come in as well. The season after, he was tearing up with you know Firmino and uh, Firmino and Coutinho. The, uh, the Brazilian tandem, but to have that back seat as well, and like sort of all all of our front three players are taking like back seat roles for the yeah. greater good of the club and and the greater good of their trophy cabinets as well. Mm. And I think I think you you are right. You know, with with the pressing style of Jurgen Klopp and and trying to win the ball back. I mean, we've got a great squad as it is. You know, we've got a lot of players that do have a lot of stamina and can yeah. chase the ball for 90 minutes if needed to. So, uh, Sadio Mane does, uh, he, he is a role model for those sorts of players that do want to get signed by, you know, a Jurgen Klopp type of player and trying to trying to figure out how to style yourself. And maybe Mane is, is the typical role model player for those that want to be signed by, uh, you know, by Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, what would your top three? I imagine it'll be quite similar, but yeah, I I think mine would be exactly the same. I mean, you look at the stats of before Van Dijk and Allison coming in, we you know, we 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 cut our goals conceded right in half, 
Yeah. And that's definitely, it's definitely an improvement. You know, Karius, you know, I thought Karius was going to be a great keeper coming in. I didn't think he was going to be the best. I thought he was going to be decent. But obviously being young, uh, coming yeah. in from the Bundesliga, he'd been in the in in their team of the season before. So mm-hmm. I thought, let's give him a chance. Yeah. Jürgen obviously knows the Bundesliga very well, managing there for you know, many, many years. And also, you know, being a player over there as well. And, yeah. Sort of, he he kind of knows the ins and outs of the Bundes uh, of the Bundesliga, and definitely, you know, there was some promise there. But uh, I think the Champions League final definitely ruined his his career for for, for sure. And th- there were a few shaky moments throughout the season mm-hmm. as well. Allison was definitely the rock that we needed in that goalkeeper position. I think a lot of goalkeepers struggle in the Premier League because the way the media and social platforms and everything just pounce on any mistake it's just very very difficult to get your confidence back after you do make a mistake and him being young and playing for arguably the biggest team in England and yeah it just it just never quite made it back which is a shame and it's the same for a lot of goalkeepers in the Premier League I think because it's so much more obvious when you make a mistake as a goalkeeper than as a midfielder or anything like that. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you, uh, I don't know if you saw the game, the Aston Villa Wolves game, and you got Nyland, who somehow the ball rolled out of his hands straight to Diogo Jota, and for some reason Jota wasn't able to score, but um, he, that could have cost Villa a goal even before Den Donker's goal. And well, like, the Villa keeper made a mistake against. Sheffield, didn't he, in the first game back? Unpunished, yeah. Yeah. but he carried the ball over his own line. Yeah, I, I, Somebody had forgotten to turn the goal line technology back on after the, <laughs> after the break. But I think they were just sleeping, to be honest, in hibernation. Yeah. But uh, as you say, like the, the the microscope is on goalkeepers now. You know, David de Gea had a a huge you know underperformance against Portugal. I mean. He faced, what, 12 shots on target and conceded 11 in that World Cup. And since then, David De Gea has been a shell of himself. You know, that, that shot that he uh, palmed into his own net against uh, Steven Bergwijn. It's, it, it was, <laughs> I don't think David De Gea's confidence is, is very high right now. And I think Alisson, Alisson hasn't made any real mistakes. I mean, he's... Had close chances where he's you know lost the ball at some stages, but it, you know not necessarily costs you know some some goals or anything like that. But Carrius uh, definitely yeah. was 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 in need of a move elsewhere. I mean, the Premier League would 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 not you know the fans definitely would have been on his case for for costing us the the league. I mean, social media had him absolutely you know hung and quartered. Like he was he was he was down in the the gutters I mean you can tell how much he was sorry after the game mm. and that you know there's pictures of him you know in tears but uh, it's it's definitely a step up like I mean I remember back in like 20, 2012 when we, we signed Simon Mignolet and we were like oh yes you know we got we got a decent keeper after after Rainer mm. and uh, it was the first game I, I think I remember being at your house and um, mm. we were watching the game and we conceded a penalty yeah. and he saved the penalty and we're like yes we've got a good keeper uh, little did we know, he wasn't that great. No. I think the problem with a lot of these keepers is that 
they're expected too much of these days. So Mignolet sh- shined at Sunderland. That was a bit of a tongue twister. <laughs> because his job there was to be a shot stopper. And he was good at that. You could see that in the penalties he saved and some of the saves he did make. But keepers are almost playing as sweepers these days. You see, well, it started with Neuer, really. He's the original sweeper keeper. But they're just expected to be able to do so much with their feet and distribution to be top-notch, like... One of his mis- mistakes in the Champions League final was just rolling it straight out to Real Madrid, which cost us a goal. But it's to be top, top level, you need to be a good footballer as well as a good keeper. And I just don't think we had that until we signed Allison. Yeah, I think I think we saw the the you know he he, he played against us in in the Champions League run. Uh, with uh, with Roma and we were like yes this th- you know this guy's a good keeper he's very good with his feet I think that sort of came to the Premier League uh, the the sort of sweeper keeper role came to the Premier League with uh, the likes of Edison when he uh, came to Manchester City and Pep Guardiola is a is a guy that does like his keepers to use their feet and play out from the back and he yeah. does like his players to be very technical and I mean I don't blame him as a manager to want all of his players to have a good touch on the ball. Um, we have a lot of players right now uh, from the back line that are very good with their feet. Van Dijk yeah. is, a, is a great passer from the back. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Trent and Robbo are some of the best passers in the league. Gomez is not, you know, does not shy away from a pass. No. Matip, he, <laughs> the amount of surging runs he makes up yeah. the pitch, and I think he could score at some point during that. Hit a Fabinho-like rocket and boom. Um, but throughout the team, we've got a lot of ball-playing, you know, players and that's 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 sort of what we've been missing through the entirety of uh, you know of, of the of the league's run you know we kind of had a bit of a stalemate where we had you know no one to really play off from the back In, instantly implement van dyke and and, and allison to the team and they're probably the most important players in the team in, in our run you know mm-hmm. but uh, to, to where we where we were and where we are now, it's a huge step up, you know. Yeah. And 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 Liverpool have not shied away shied away from the transfer business and flipping players, you know, for extortionate fees. That mm. for some reason, you know, I don't know how we managed to flip Benteke for how much we did and Solanke for how much we did. Jordan yeah. Ibe. I, I mean, Liverpool's transfer business cannot be topped. No. I mean, you just have to look at our net spend. It's something ridiculous, like forty million. Like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's very, very low. In compa- we're like fifteenth in the Premier League for net spend over the last few seasons. Well, you just have to look at this season. We've not made a signing, really, have we? We've signed Harvey Elliott and Vanderberg in the summer transfer window which was combined for about three million. Yeah. And then we signed Minamino in January for seven million. And that's it. And that's this is the year we've won the league by probably about twenty points by the end of it. It's it is mad. He's done some Well, there's a lot of people that say he doesn't buy players, he makes players. And I think that's definitely true. He's definitely improved 
Salah's game and Mane's game and the role Firmino's playing is really, really helpful to the team. Henderson's shining. You know, it's testament to Klopp's management style, I think. Oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, as you say, Henderson's shining and he's in the lead for PFA Player of the Year. And again, we are the team that have won it the earliest. You know, we've we've won it with, with seven games remaining and... It's, it's a real testament to, to Jurgen Klopp's management style. As you say, he's brought the best out of Mane and Salah, who were kind of down in the dumps. You know, Chelsea, uh, Chelsea flop for Salah. And, I mean, Mane wasn't really a flop at Southampton, but he wasn't the, you know, the world-class striker that everybody thought he was going to be. Right. And, I mean, even, even with Van Dijk as well, he, he showed glimpses of being great, but he wasn't that world-class centre-back yet. I remember a lot of, uh, a lot of other fans saying that, you know, oh, we're, you know, don't mention the eighty-eight million pound fee for Pogba. You're about to spend seventy-five million pounds on Virgil Van Dijk, mm. and how they are crying now after saying those things. Yeah, they could definitely do with a Virgil Van Dijk in their defence. Oh yeah, I mean Manchester United tried it with Harry Maguire, and look what you know. He's not the he's not the great. I mean the price tag can get you know give players more pressure to perform mm-hmm. i think that's kind of you know the the price tag that players go for nowadays you know 80 million bought you ronaldo a decade ago and now it does yeah. you know, get you players like pepe and 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 harry maguire which i mean i don't blame manchester united for trying to pull out the bag for a player like harry maguire he was very good at leicester and he was good in the world cup too and i think the price uh, you know price for these players nowadays do you know, they don't represent skill. They just represent how desperate teams are for the players that they need. And and if if they are desperate for those players, then teams are going to rise uh, their their price tags. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I remember at the beginning of the season, you know, I I, I was t- to be honest, I was one of these. I'm not going to shy away from it. I was a little disappointed that we didn't bring any anyone in. Mm-hmm. I thought that we were going to bring in you know someone to to help us out. And how how wrong was I? I don't mind saying that I was I was completely wrong that we didn't need. Uh, anyone bringing in in the summer and you know Klopp, Klopp always proves his doubt as wrong you know he's, he's won the Premier League now yeah. um, do you do you think that Liverpool are going to be in the market for anyone in this transfer window um, I think we've got a bit I think we need a striker obviously we missed out on Timo Werner but there's a load of people now saying that Klopp never wanted him, but I'm sure we did. Oh, who wouldn't want him? He's one of the most prolific goal scorers in Germany. Yeah, there was a lot of talk on both sides about him coming to Liverpool, and then obviously he's now gone to Chelsea. But, you know, I think we need just a little bit of backup. Like, just so we can rotate, because this season's been fantastic. We've won the Premier League. That's all we've ever wanted. But because we've put so little emphasis on the other competitions, like we did field strong teams in the Champions League, but the FA Cup, the League Cup, all that, we didn't really. I think we need a bit of a deeper squad so we can challenge on more than one front because... It'll always, if it, if not, it'll always be. Oh, Manchester United won the treble. They're a better team. We need to do something 
similar to that. We need to dominate multiple competitions, I think. But yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't necessarily think it's going out and buying one massive player because I think there's not many positions in that Liverpool team where you could go, there's someone better in the world than this. Maybe midfield with, like, obviously, I would love it if we signed Kevin De Bruyne. I think he's a fantastic <laughs> player. Like, he I think, wouldn't. but I don't think there's many players apart from him that would just walk straight into the team. You know, but it shows with how good we are. And I think it's also definitely in the Premier League, there's not many players that would walk straight in. Yeah. It's obviously harder to tell with players in foreign leagues whether they'd walk straight in because you don't know how they'll adjust to life in the Premier League. But, you know, I think we just need... Uh, we're letting a few players go, like Lalana's going at the end of the season, isn't he? And yes. stuff like that. I think it's just a matter of getting rid of some of those older, sort of not quite at the level players running out of contract. Replacing them with younger, sort of more dynamic players who are willing to try and burst into the first team. You know, obviously, no offence to Lallana. I think he's been a great player for the club. He's scored some important goals. But I just think we need players that, if you see them on the team sheet, you won't think that's a B team. You'll think that's a rotation, if you get what I mean. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we are we are losing some important players. I've heard that uh, Jun Chikiri wants to leave and uh, Newcastle are in fact interested, but it will take a quite a big fee for uh, for him to leave the uh, for, for him to leave Liverpool and uh, I I've heard some certain reports um, who we could be linked with. Uh, Kai Havertz from from the Bundesliga has been a big uh, a big link for us through the entirety of this season and going into the summer as well. I've heard uh, the Spanish Thiago, uh, who's currently playing at Bayern Munich, I've heard that he has also been um, been linked with with Liverpool, and also recently, uh, by, by the time that this the, this podcast goes out, I'm not sure whether we have officially put a bid in, but uh, I read some reports yesterday that we were interested in signing the uh, Senegalese centre back Kalidou Koulibaly from from Napoli. I mean, yeah. that could be a formidable force in defence, like. If you thought Van Dijk and, and Gomez were, were good, then just try try and get past Koulibaly and, and Van yeah. Dijk. But, I mean, as you say, it's probably not going to be the big marquee name players. It is going to be those rotation players that are important. As you say, Lalana has been one of those players that was very important. You know, he, he, as I said earlier, we've, we've had a squad of those players that do just run around and have the biggest, you know, mass, you know biggest you know, petrol in the tank sort of sort of players you know the, the, if, if you look at their stats on FIFA they got 99 stamina the entire way you know James Milner can run for days Henderson run for days uh, even you know when he's fit Naby Keita can run for days mm. I mean he, he, he's not the calibre of player that we thought he, he was going to be when we brought him but he's mm. definitely he's, de- he's definitely improving his game for sure he, he had a great game against uh, in, in the last game didn't he yeah I, I think it's it's hard he's not had a proper stint in the team due to injury I think he's looked good when he's come on because he's more willing than our midfield three to take the ball forward like I'd say out of our main three Ginny Wijnaldum is 
probably the most forward thinking. But he's still quite apprehensive because he has played deeper as well. I think Naby Keita, when he has played, he has been willing to take the ball forward, which you know makes the game a bit more exciting. But yeah, I mean, we'll see. Hopefully he gets a bit of fitness back after this long break and gets a bit of game time now that the league is secured. And we'll see just how good he is, you know. Definitely, I, I can see I can see him becoming a, a really key player. I mean, he's still he's still young, and if he does keep up his fitness, then definitely he could be one of those players that you know we have in our team for the, for the future. But uh, whether we can continue this run of form is is to tell. I mean, Ch- Chelsea bringing in the likes of Werner and, and Ziyech are going to be huge for yeah. them, and I've I've heard people saying that they could win you know challenge for the title next season. And yeah. Liverpool are definitely going to have to, to, to take a step upwards. Uh, I think it's, it's going to be definitely important for us to take that step up. It's just whether we rise to the challenge of Chelsea and Manchester City, who yeah. Manchester City, are, you know, Pep Guardiola is going to be hungrier than ever, especially with the European band that they're serving. Well, I mean, with Manchester City, it all depends on whether or not they sign a centre-back, because that's been their real problem this season. Because you look at Klopp the other days saying look how good Manchester City are. I can't believe we're 20 points ahead. Like It is quite crazy because they do look so good when they are on form. They've just lacked a little bit of consistency and they've had a few injuries. But I, I think we're definitely worthy champions. But I do think they'll make signings and come back stronger next season. And Chelsea will definitely come back stronger because they can actually make signings now. Yeah, the transfer ban has been lifted, and only time will tell really whether we can. Yeah, we have it within us to actually uh, carry on this moment. I think that we've got it in. Do you, do you think that we can actually take this forward? And uh, I've, I've seen a lot of Arsenal fans joking, saying the last time Liverpool won the league, Arsenal won it the year after, and I don't see that happening anytime soon. So, no, I do can't you think? See. Do you think um, Liverpool have, have have what it takes to to take this momentum forward and, and win it next season as well? Yes, because our front three are all bang on 28 now, which is prime of your career, really, especially as yeah. like a forward player. Like More defensively, it's maybe slightly older just because you've got to be more disciplined. But going forward, I think 28, prime of your career, as long as those three carry on firing, will definitely be up there and challenging and... We're sure at the back still, and I think if we were to drop off a lot, I I don't know. I think it would just be crazy. I wouldn't know what had happened, but yeah, we'll have to wait and see. It depends, like yeah. you say, of the teams around us. Man City could make signings. Chelsea have made signings. Leicester are always in and around. Manchester United, I think, are getting better and could start to get back up there if they keep Pogba and Fernandes and maybe cash in on De Gea, bring back Henderson and maybe shore up in defence a little or maybe splash on a bigger striker than... Martial, they could be up there challenging. 
Arsenal, you know, if they really, you know, make some good signings, they could push top 10. <laughs> they could definitely push the top half of the table for sure. Yeah. I mean, I've been joking around with with a few Arsenal fans saying that it's, while it is improbable improb- for Arsenal to get relegated, it's definitely not impossible. Um, I think so. Anyways, uh, I think I think if a, a couple of wins for uh, for the teams below, it could definitely put Arsenal in the relegation zone. Uh, yeah. It's that close down there. But uh, for Liverpool, I think that it's only a matter of time before we do continue this form. Uh, they, they 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 do have to carry that hunger. Uh, you know, I was I was watching a Andy Robertson interview, and he says that the disappointment from the season, not winning the Premier League before, mm. it drove them. Yeah. To actually taking the the form that they did produce, I mean, it was the the highest finish of any second, pl- you know, highest points tally of any yeah. second place uh, in the history, and uh, they just took that. You know, obviously they loved you know winning the Champions League. The Champions League is is the you know definitely one of the best prizes you can win as a player. But yeah. to to win the Premier League in that same season, it could have been a double, and that mm-hmm. that disappointment you know drove those players to to definitely you know new heights this season and. Maybe maybe the hunger might not be there as much, but I hope that it is. You you got your boyhood, you know, you know he's going to be a club legend, Trent Alexander Arnold. He's going to yeah. be the you know the modern day Liverpool legend, I think. Well, I'm a bit apprehensive just because he's still quite, just because you know look, if looking at that 13-14 season, like I thought John Flanagan was exceptional as young Liverpool lad burst on the scene. But he's had a few injuries, and just, where even is he now? Not like oh, oh I, god, yeah. Is he? He might be at Rangers with Stevie, but like I he's he just—I think he's just completely dropped off. So I'm, you know, obviously Trent Alexander-Arnold is much higher standard, especially going forward than Flanagan was. But I'm just, you know keeping calm and hoping he carries on yeah. playing as well as he is. And it, with age, his defensive game will only get better. And offensively, he's probably <laughs> the best in the world, which is ridiculous for someone so young. Oh, yeah, but, he's like early 20s. He's, he, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, he's our age. What are we doing with our lives? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I sometimes wonder, like, you know, we're, you know, we're sitting here on a, on a, on a podcast and, Trent Alexander-Arnold being you know, the best right back in the world, and meanwhile, I mean, Kylian Mbappe would be in the same year as us at school, and he's winning World Cups and being shortlisted for the Ballon d'Or. Maybe we need to start working on our fitness and getting into some football. Yeah, well, I maybe. do, anyways. Uh, so, I mean, with Liverpool, only time will tell whether we uh, whether we can carry this on and. Uh, I definitely hope that we can because uh, I, I can take many more of these uh, Premier League trophies uh, for us. So uh, if you did enjoy this podcast, uh, please do uh, give it a like if you're on YouTube or give us a follow on our uh, social media pages, Twitter at Pundits Average, uh, the Twitter at uh, the uh, Instagram, sorry, at Average Pundits and the Facebook page, uh, Average Pundits. The uh, business email for any inquiries, please do go to the Average Pundits at Outlook. George, thank you so much for for being on this podcast. It's been an absolute blast. No worries. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. And if you do want to check out the Phantom Fleet, the link is down below in the description. Uh, Do you have a social media page for it as well, George? Uh, Yeah, we do. Um, If you check out the YouTube channel, everything's there. I think uh, we've got Twitter, which is at 
phantom underscore fleet i believe but yeah it's all on the youtube page so you can just redirect from there anyway you can search for the phantom fleet please go and go please do go check it out it's uh i mean i i, I check out every single video i think the the, the uh, quality content is absolutely fab so do go and check that out george thank you so much for being on and we will see you next time